Good morning and welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Friday morning headlines. I-35 will be closed in both directions tonight and tomorrow night from 9 at night until 10 in the morning. Now this will be between Lakeway Drive and SH-29. TxDOT has to pour the bridge deck for the reconstructed Williams Drive Bridge. Habitat for Humanity is holding a groundbreaking ceremony for its new development. Permissin Point is going to provide 126 affordable homes in southeast Austin. The nonprofit is able to build this area after a new road opened up earlier this month. The ceremony starts at 9 this morning. The Williamson County Regional Animal Shelter is hosting an after-hours free adoption event today. The Paul Jamma Party will go tonight from 6 to 8 where you can view cats, kittens and puppies up for adoption. And we are continuing more triple digit heat heading into the weekend. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm Jayla Washington. And I'm Mike Rush. We are likely to see another record fall by the end of next week, which is like everything everyone wants to hear right now. Another <laughs> broken yeah. record. Not quite. Meteorologist Kristen Curry joins us this morning to talk about when uh, this extreme weather will end, when mm -hmm. we can see some rain. And do not say November because we got to have some relief before yeah. then, right? Maybe October. <laughs> okay. There. If we keep our fingers crossed, I can deal with that. September could, could. <laughs> Rain? Yeah, unfortunately, it's really all about the heat this week. Let me show you what I got for you. Happy Friday, friends. We start with a live look outside. Whittlesea Landscape Supplies. Why the camera giving us a shot of downtown Austin? We look good, Central Texas, and we feel good. Temperatures are in the upper 70s to low 80s. As you're starting your day, we've got 80 in Austin, 77 in LaGrange. There's 79 Rockdale. Those 70s and even low 80s at across Hill Country. Where are we going with the numbers? Well, you can pretty much guess it's back to the low 100s today. I'm I'm expecting a forecast high of around 103 here in Austin. That's exactly where we were yesterday, so very little change in those numbers. And there's not a big difference between your feels like temperatures and those air temperatures. Our humidity uh, nicely mixes out some as we get into the afternoon hours. Problem is, it's not going to stay that way. These valleys here represent the humidity in the afternoons. And you can see we're muggy. It doesn't disappear completely today. However, we're likely to see those humid to even very humid afternoons return early next week. So coming up, triple digit heat rolls on into the weekend. We'll talk about those weekend numbers and this 100 degree streak record that we're talking about. At this point, it's likely to come down. That thing's in jeopardy by the end of the seven day. We'll talk more about it coming up in my first morning forecast. All right, Kristen, thank you. There are some new revelations in the cold case of a woman found dead on the side of the road in Elgin 44 years ago. Investigators have now identified the woman as Kathy Ann Smith. And Bill Romano explains how detectives were able to break the case. After 44 years, a case without much info. She was buried, uh, remained unidentified all these years. Now has a face and a name. We have since identified her as Kathy Ann Smith, and she's a white female. She was 22 years of age. In 1979, her remains were found on the side of Highway 290, just outside Elgin. 1980, the, there were no leads and nothing to assist in identifying her at that time. But in 2019, the case was reopened and a DNA sample was taken, but nothing came up. Then in 2022, they tried again. Working with a private lab, uh, Orthrum, and the website dnasolves.com were able to do forensic genealogy on the case, which led us to a family tree, and then some, some more digging led to uh, her identity. But there are still many questions, like who killed Kathy Ann Smith? One name that comes up 
Henry Lee Lucas, a man who was listed as a suspect. One of his techniques was to find someone walking down the side of the highway and run into him and disable him so that he could then sexually attack him. Smith was found on the side of the highway near 290 and FM 696. But there are other ways that Lucas is linked, according to investigators. There was a connection in, in Austin between the Salvation Army and Henry Lee Lucas was there at the same time that Miss Smith was there. Investigators say DNA testing and forensic genealogy is a game changer in these cases. You know, you're giving back an answer to family that has waited for a very, very long time. Dr. Kristen Middleman with Othram says their technology will continue to help solve these cases. We are able to truly bring answers to crimes that were pr previously thought to be unsolvable. In Bastrop County, Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Well, Bastrop County says they are also relying on forensic genealogy and DNA testing on another cold case. For some background on the suspect, investigators named Henry Lee Lucas. He is a convicted serial killer who died while serving a sentence for another murder. Investigators say he recanted several other confessions. A U.S. Senator from Texas wants to help prevent fentanyl overdoses with a bipartisan act. John Cornyn, along with four other senators, introduced the Fentanyl Safe Testing and Overdose Prevention Act yesterday. It would increase access to fentanyl testing strips so that people can know if something is laced with the deadly drug. Right now, fentanyl strips are illegal in Texas. A big chunk of money is coming to Austin to address homelessness. The Texas Department of Housing and Community Affairs awarded Austin nearly $65 million, most of which will go toward creating hundreds of shelter beds. That's all according to Austin Mayor Kirk Watson. Now, Watson said the hope is to use the $60 million to add about 700 beds. The city has said it needs about 1,000 beds, though, so this money could make a large dent. It also says more than $55 million city staff is proposing to spend on homelessness in the next city budget. Bronny James, the star college basketball player and son of NBA legend LeBron James, is out of the hospital after collapsing from a cardiac arrest. LeBron thanked friends and fans for their love and support after news of his release was made public yesterday. 18-year-old Bronny is now at home and resting. The incident puts a new spotlight on the prevalence of these kinds of emergencies involving young people. Dr. Gregory Katz, a cardiologist who was not involved in James's treatment, said the attention now turns to figuring out why this happened in the first place. There are a lot of different things that can cause a cardiac arrest. Some of them are direct problems with the heart. Some of them are problems with other organs that are not the heart and the heart is just responding to it. And the ongoing workup is a battery of tests looking at the heart muscle, the blood flow, the electrical activity, as well as everything else to try to figure out why did this happen so that you can hopefully prevent it from ever happening again. You can catch more of that interview and the research into heart problems coming up on today. So to come, an Austin company expanding its way to connect people, the new app that could help you make friends. And what Texas Republican congressional members say they'll do if the federal government won't defend the border. 
Welcome back on this Friday morning. Time now is 440. There is a new way for you to make friends in Austin. Austin-based Bumble, originally a dating app, is announcing that it is launching Bumble for Friends. Big news for us here in Austin. Well, it's an expansion of the app's successful BFF mode that has let you switch your profile to an option for seeking friends and business connections. The point here is to really make it easier for people to make friends, finding meaning, meaningful and fun connections. And the app could be a way for some to combat loneliness. Going in depth now, researchers say there are multiple factors contributing to an increase in feeling lonely, a lack of social support, as well as rare, meaningful social connections, negative feelings about personal relationships, poor physical and mental health, and a lack of balance in daily activities, such as working too much and sleeping too little. Younger generations seem to be lonelier than older generations. About 80% of Gen Z says that they've had these feelings. It is 71% for millennials and about half of the baby boomer generation. Still to come, how the professionals here in Austin are handling the increasing number of calls as thousands of suicide hotline calls go unanswered in Texas. And after a history of complaints and even a lemur attack, how an Austin City Council member wants to make the Austin Aquarium safer. Good morning. We'll check in with the Houston Texans at training camp and also the Dallas Cowboys and some college football news for you later in sports. Welcome back on this Friday morning. We are a few seconds shy of 445. Some suicide hotline calls are going unanswered. 988 call centers in Texas have received around 45,000 calls over the past three months. But data shows every month as many as a quarter of those calls actually aren't being answered. KXN's Grace Breeder compares the state numbers to what we're seeing locally. Around a 50% call increase. It's a national trend. Almost exactly a year ago, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline transitioned to an easy to remember number, 988. And with that, number of calls started to go up. We're really seeing with that increase in call volume, we're really seeing that there's a need out there. So um, it's great that this exists for folks. But for some parts of Texas, that can also mean not enough people to answer the phone, according to data from the last three months. In April, Texas 98 call centers got more than 14,000 calls. A quarter of those, or 25%, went unanswered. In May, there were around 15,000 calls. Same thing, roughly a quarter unanswered. And in June, Texas call centers got more than 14,200 calls. 20% of those went unanswered. Integral Care, which takes 988 calls for nearly 80 counties, including those in our viewing area, says its answer rate is higher than that. With the increase in call volume, we have also seen an increase in answer rate. Integral Care had more than 4,988 calls last month. It answered nearly 90% of them. They say any calls not answered automatically go to a backup center. And they say the uptick in calls is not a bad thing, but rather a sign that the stigma against asking for help is going away. Expect somebody who cares on the other line. Grace Reader, KXAN News. Well, we reported earlier this year that federal, state, and local leaders met in Austin to talk about additional funding tied to that hotline. Integral Care was one of the locations to receive some of that money. Taking a look at staffing struggles for 911 call takers. Earlier this month, the Austin Police Department told KXAN there were 47 call taker vacancies out of 104 positions. The average hold time between late June and early July was nearly three minutes. Online scammers are taking advantage of the Barbie craze to steal your personal information. McAvee, a computer security company, 
says it has detected dozens of malware files with Barbie-related names. Just this month, 37% of them from the U.S. Well, some phishing attempts are being disguised as Barbie-related video. The video contains a link promising fake tickets or a file that actually turns out to be malware. Another scam has fake sites advertising a download of the movie, but of course that also just turns out to be a big scam. Hmm. I saw that movie last night, by the way. Oh, it did? was yeah, it was pretty good. Not what I expected. I don't okay. know. Have y'all seen it yet? Not I quite yet. Not, no. Yeah, it's uh. Yeah. Not what you expected in what sense? It was um, surprisingly like deep. It had a deeper meaning than I expected, but okay. some goofy fun moments. Yeah. And yeah, it was cool. I'm I wasn't excited. expecting depth myself from a Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she is a very, you know, well-cultured, exactly. well-experienced well person. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. A lot of hype around it. Yeah. Let me show you what's going on, because really, as far as the forecast goes, a chilly, A-seed kind of movie theater is probably going to be a good place to go, because yet again, we're getting back to the triple digits this afternoon. We start with a live look outside. Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center camera there showing me mainly clear conditions, but probably going to get at least a little bit of that scattered cloud cover in later. 76 degrees is where we start. 103 is where we finish. It is going to be a hot day area wide. Those feels like temperatures. Your heat index values will be pretty close to the air temperatures this afternoon within about one to two degrees. So I'm expecting most of us to be where we were yesterday. Upper 90s to low 100s. Those upper 90s will be out in the southwest corner. Most of us though 100 or hotter. As far as those sky conditions go, again a little morning cloud cover. After that, it's going to be mainly sunny skies. Can't completely rule out a sea breeze storm making it into Fayette County. This will be a less than 10% chance of rain. Not something I'm worried about. I don't think you should be either. But LaGrange, if you start to see a little bit of those clouds get a little dark on top of you, that's what that is. Most of that will hug the Houston metro area today. Weekend forecast 103 tomorrow, 104 Sunday. Morning clouds, afternoon sunshine. You repeat that pattern both days. What's really interesting though is as we get into the later part of the weekend and beyond, we're going to continue to tally up those 100 degree days. So far, we've seen 20 100 degree days in a row. So these are consecutive. The most consecutive 100 degree days we've ever recorded, 27 back in 2011. But considering we're at 20 and I've got another seven days of triple digit heat, it's likely we rewrite that 2011 record by the end of next week. And here's why high pressure not only strengthens, but it's going to get a little closer to us as we get into next week. That I think is going to solidify this string of triple digits all the way into pretty much the first weekend in August. So your seven day forecast is a high one or three today, one or three tomorrow. 104 Sunday because that big heat dome gets closer to Texas. You can see those temperatures come up just a couple more degrees. Likely to see even those heat advisories return Monday, Tuesday at least as high temperatures spike to 106. Your overnight low staying pretty steady, upper 70s to low 80s for the next seven mornings. We'll see in a bit. Texas Republican congressional members say the U.S.-Mexico border is a matter of self-defense. And if the federal government won't defend it, they say Texans will. GOP lawmakers at the U.S. Capitol took time yesterday to praise Governor Greg Abbott for his controversial actions to secure the border. Leaving Texans exposed to death, destruction, cost, and finding, frankly, uh, the worst kind of abuses of humanity occurring in our own state because the federal government refuses to do its job. 
The White House has condemned Abbott's actions, including the installation of these floating river barriers in Eagle Pass and with razor wire on them. The Justice Department sued the state to force it to leave border enforcement to federal officials. Along those lines, new government data indicates the number of migrant families with children crossing the southern border has nearly tripled in just the past couple of months. Statistics from Customs and Border Protection say an average of more than 2,000 migrants are crossing the border every single day. That's up from about 800 in early June. Based on the numbers, families are the fastest rising group of undocumented migrants crossing into the U.S. This morning, police are looking for a man accused of aggravated robbery in North Austin. Take a look here. They say that on July the 14th, this man went up to a person and demanded their valuables at knife point. This happened near Burnett in 183. Police say the man then slashed the victim's hand and threw them to the ground, causing severe head injuries. The suspect took off on a bicycle. Detectives believe the man uses that bike to get around the area there. The people helping you get through the airport will get paid more now. The Transportation Security Administration approved its largest pay increase for workers since it was established in 2001. The funding is expected to increase the salaries at TSA by 30% on average, depending on factors like specific position and lengths of service. The Biden administration calls the pay increase long overdue. Austin's transportation leaders say the city needs about 1,500 miles worth of sidewalks. And now the city's Disabilities Commission is asking city staff to pick up the pace and get to building. Austin's Transportation and Public Works Department said the city has 24 crews dedicated to building and repairing sidewalks all across the city. But the department has struggled with hiring new crew members. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning. The Dallas Cowboys defense was a little hard to figure out last year. On one hand, they were outstanding when it came to forcing turnovers. On the other hand, they were pretty terrible at times when it came to coverage and allowing points. It's t-shirts and shorts time in practice, so there's no hitting going on, but the Cowboys defense is thrilled to be back to work. Last year, they led the NFL in takeaways and were in the top 10 when it came to interceptions. They were also ranked 12th in the league in total defense, but... They were 27th out of 32 teams when it came to points allowed. There was a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde to the element to the defense last year, and the team is hoping for a little more consistency in the upcoming season. Uh, I definitely feel like the defense got better, you know, so you know, I'm excited. I can't wait for the season to start. Um, I'm excited to see how teams are going to, you know, try to attack us. We got a strong cast, man. Our unit is, you know, tremendous in their jobs. And, um, you know, definitely the confidence is going to be there um, when you got ball hawks and, you know, um, headhunters like we do on our defense. So, um, most definitely. The Houston Texans training camp is underway in Houston. C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick in the draft, is battling with Davis Mills for the starting quarterback spot. New head coach D'Amico Ryans isn't ready to commit to a starter yet, but he liked the way his guys look on both sides of the ball, saying they're improving at a pace that he is enjoying. Like how the offense came out yesterday, it wasn't as clean as it should have been. And credit to our coaches and the players, the way they came out today, they operated in an efficient manner. It was really good to see how they they were they were on schedule. Everything was, was really good uh, offensively today. And defense, it was just a really solid practice on both sides. And that's what it should feel like. Finally, college football, Colorado has been a member of the Pac-12 Conference, and now as that conference goes through its own reckoning, 
They have decided to jump ship and return to the conference that it was a founding member of, the Big 12. First reported by Brett McMurphy, Colorado will head to the Big 12 beginning in the 2024 season. Currently, there are 14 teams in the Big 12, but that number will drop to 13 next year after Texas and Oklahoma officially join the SEC. That is it for sports. Let's go back over to you. Alrighty, for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks so much for joining us. Here is what else we're tracking in our 5 a.m. hour of KXAN Today. In Austin Creek, in need of your help, we'll tell you where you can volunteer your time to get shopping carts out of our water. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.